0: Connor McDavid's going to miss some games for the Oilers, so who has to step up to fill his shoes? Plus, the Vegas Golden Knights just continue to win, just like they did last year. And a few notable names that are off to less than stellar starts. We discuss all that and more on today's Western Conference Tuesday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. We are your team every day. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome into a Western Conference Tuesday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. We are your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week, especially now with the NHL season in full swing. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Lockdown NHL, we discuss the injury news for Connor McDavid and take a look who on the Edmonton Oilers roster is going to need to step up to fill his shoes. We'll also talk about the Vegas Golden Knights who did not waste any time in getting off to a hot start after uh, hoisting the cup last season. And a few players who are in need of a little bit of a pick-up-the-pace Type uh, starts to their seasons. My name is Seth Topol host of Locked On Wilds, and joined by my Tuesday co-host Nick Morgan of Locked On Predators. Nick, uh, as we'll talk about here in the second segment, Vegas, uh, Vegas just continues to do their thing. Um, but our big talker for today is obviously some unfortunate injury news for the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid. Um, Going to be out of the lineup for uh, the foreseeable future. Uh, I think one to two weeks was the estimated timetable, but uh, that's a huge blow for an Oilers team that is off to a rough start this season. They're 1-3-1, and one, and uh, with the expectation that it was basically Stanley Cup final or bust, um, this is not the best way to get your season started.
1: No, especially with the expectations I think they had going in. Um, yeah, I mean this is this is bad for for Edmonton because you wanted to have them get off to a strong start. Uh, Mcdavid is is the best player in the league. Now the Edmonton Oilers are gonna have to figure out a way to kind of steer the ship uh, without not only their best player, but the best player in the NHL. As well, and look, you know, obviously, a lot of this comes down to um Leon Drysidle. Uh, is he going to step up like he did three, four years ago, whatever it was in his heart trophy year where, where Connor McDavid went down? A lot of people are like, ah, the Oilers are screwed. Drysidle wound up stepping up and, and proving that nope, he is on his own. Uh, a top five player in NHL right now. So that's going to be a big test for him. Also, Seth, it's going to be a big test for that Edmonton defense, because we had talked about how much, the Edmonton invested in their defense, getting Matias Ekholm last year, you know, put, giving Evan Bouchard some big minutes, you know, to, with an attempt to kind of not be that team that had to win six to five, seven to six type games anymore. Uh, and, and so far the defense hasn't really been there. Uh, 20 goals allowed through five games. It's not really great. Uh, I mean, granted, eight of them were in in one game, but still, uh, yeah, I mean, this this is something in which it's going to take a team effort to kind of tighten up.
0: Yeah, and I was just looking at uh, some stats courtesy of the uh, natural stat trick um, to just look at kind of where the uh, where the blame lies. I mean, the Oilers have uh, done a good job of out high danger chancing their opponents so far. Um, it's just like, like you said, it's a situation where collectively the defense and the goaltending need to elevate because of the assumption that you're not going to be able to put as many goals on the board, uh, as you were with Connor McDavid in tow, but you look at guys on that offense too. And I know we're going to talk more about these types of players, um, um, In a little bit, but I look at a guy like Evander Kane, who's off to a one point start in five games and is also a minus six um, in the uh, in the time that he's been out on the ice. Guys like that need to pick it up because having Leon Dreisaitl helps ease some of this, but you've got to get that supporting cast going to uh, be able to step in so that you're not putting it all on one guy. And then when they don't uh, – when, for instance, sidle isn't able to maybe carry that load, then all of a sudden people are like, well, geez, he's he's maybe not as good as we thought. So let the supporting cast do a little bit themselves to uh, to try to mitigate this injury.
1: Yeah, let me tell you the person I think is under the most pressure right now in McDavid's absence. It's not Kane. It's not Drysdale. It's not anybody on the defense. It's not Seward Skinner. It's Jay Woodcroft, because here's the thing. Jay Woodcroft was the number one name in the entire NHL that was on the biggest hot seat going into the season. The Oilers are 1-3-1, and one, uh, which included a couple of embarrassing losses. Not just, you know, 50-50 losses, but a couple of bad losses as well. He has to turn this around because let's say McDavid comes back and the Oilers can't figure it out. Yes. Gotta already start the Jay Woodcroft hot seat rumors. That's going to happen. So if you're Woodcroft, this is your moment to be like, okay, I don't have McDavid to lean on anymore. What can I do creatively with this lineup? I'm not going to be able to replace him. You can't replace Connor McDavid, but what can I do? to kind of change this team in the meantime to get some wins here over these next one to two weeks. And if you do that, if you can get the Oilers going in the right direction, you know, kind of steady the ship and then you have McDavid come back, that's, that would, you know, kind of account for a good coaching job in in my book. But if not, if the Oilers continue to struggle like they have been, boy like what what woodcroft's gone like he's yeah. gone
0: yeah it's it's really and whether or not it's it's all his doing that's yeah. just how it goes is the coach is the one that is more easily replaceable than the entirety of the roster uh so yeah if they if they continue to struggle in a year that continues to have as high of expectations as there have ever been mm-hmm. that's yeah. That's where the coach falls on the sword.
1: I mean, it's also not his fault that all they did in the offseason was go after Connor Brown.
0: Correct. Uh,
1: but but still, you know, there, there's there's going to be some tough questions that are going to need to be answered by a lot of people in, in that Oilers organization.
0: Yeah, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Ken Holland is nearing or at the end of his deal. and This if... is his
1: last year, yeah.
0: If this if this season goes south, don't tell me that the higher ups for the Oilers above Holland are gonna say, Oh yeah, we'll we'll take you back. No, they're gonna say, All right, see ya. Thanks for uh thanks for the the years. Yeah. No, Best I'm, of luck you to you in your next endeavor.
1: This has uh, this season, I think, has big implications for the Edmonton Oilers. And like we mentioned before the season, uh, it's just getting to the conference finals, uh, and you know, losing in four games or you know another early round exit, it's not going to be good enough for Edmonton. this, this is a you have to look like a competitor, or there's going to be some major. Changes this year and it's not looking good and it's not looking good with McDavid out right now.
0: Yeah. And just looking at the schedule too, just to kind of wrap this. um, If he were, let's say he misses two weeks that would put him back in between the, uh, the West coast swing. Um, As of right now, he would miss the game tonight against the wild. Uh, Then a home game against the Rangers home against Calgary home against Dallas home against Nashville then at Vancouver, and if it's a two-week timetable, he'd be back for the uh, the game against the San Jose Sharks on the ninth. If you miss any more than that, you know you're looking at getting into the Seattle Kraken, New York Islanders, Tampa Bay Lightning, and so it's without McDavid, it's not a very, it's not a particularly easy stretch until you get to that uh, that West Coast road trip. So, yeah, it's
1: tough. It's gonna <sighs> be tough.
0: Yeah, best, uh, best of luck to the Oilers in uh, in McDavid's absence, but uh we are going to talk about a team coming up next just continues to win. They just they they got the cup last year and they just continue to rack up the wins here this season. So, uh, we'll talk about the Vegas Golden Knights and the start that they are off to when we come back here on today's episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown NHL Podcast is brought to you by Game Time. And if you like to live in the moment like I do, you probably have experienced the unpleasantries of trying to order tickets for a game or some other event the day of. Either you find tickets that are too expensive, or in my case, you get to the event and you're sitting behind some sort of obstruction. So you have to either move a couple of seats down it's just, it's not ideal. And so GameTime is here to try to make that experience as easy as possible. You can find last minute tickets, plus flash deals, and most importantly, views from all seats in the venue. Plus you get GameTime's lowest price guarantee and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. We could have Leon Dreisaitl score 50 goals. We could have the Golden Knights host the Stanley Cup again. And the coolest possibility of all you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the locked on nhl network sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you can win a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests and it's so easy all you have to do is pick whether studs like McDavid, ovechkin crosby mckinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in a given game i'm telling you right now uh dylan larkin alex Debrinkit, those are people I would put money on. If you need a defender, go with Quinn Hughes. He's hot right now in Vancouver. And something to keep an eye on, Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg in Nashville. One of the best lines to start the season. So those are guys that I would put money on to win a hundred times my money it's all on an app that's easy to use sleeper also uh, has games for nfl nba mlb and college football to win a 100 times bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me hockey fans you can win 100 times your money playing Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability.
0: Welcome back to today's episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Once again, we are your team every day. Seth Topal and Nick Morgan discussing now the Vegas Golden Knights, who had all the fun with the Stanley Cup over the, over the summer, brought it everywhere, had all sorts of fun with it. Oh, and now they've started the season off 6-0, and they look like they may somehow even be better than uh, the team that we saw last season. And so, Nick, let's dive into this a little bit as to what has led to the uh, the Golden Knights' getting off to as hot of a start as they have. Obviously, the goaltending has been superb. Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson, both undefeated, both with save percentages over 934. Hill has a 173 goals against average, and Thompson has a right on the dot 2.00. So like we talked about after the season, wondering kind of what the goaltending situation would look like, it's as good as it's ever been.
1: Yeah, that was the big question was, was the whole Aiden Hill thing just sort of the anomaly? Just like that random, uh, um, who, who was that guy from Dallas a few years ago? Uh, I, I can't remember his name. The backup that came in. Oh, I can see his face. Uh, but basically, yeah, there, we've had situations like that where like, you know, a hot backup comes in, uh, just absolutely dominates, goes on a heater in the postseason. And then it's like, all right have the goalie of the future. uh, And then, you know, to start the, by the end of the next year, he's lost his starting job. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people that's like, okay, Aiden Hill, it was a fourth stringer to start this year. He couldn't really hold down an NHL job. There's no way uh that he's going to continue this momentum. Right. Uh, and he has to start the season and he's looked great. He looks exactly like he's been. And, and remember the guy that he kind of replaced Logan Thompson Was an all star in his own right. A lot of people were wondering, hey, is he going to look, you know, a little bit off? Uh, you know, since that injury that knocked him out for the rest of the year, is he going to, you know, maybe not have as much of an impact now that Hill looks like the number one and Logan Thompson looks like a guy uh, that could be a franchise goalie? as well so yeah i mean that that was the biggest question for, for the vegas golden knights entering the year they've absolutely nailed the goaltending situation but it's it's more than that seth you know you look up and down their lineup and there's so many key players having hot starts to the season too
0: yeah i mean you you go down the list you've got jack eichel who's off to a great start mark stone off to a good start. Chandler Stevenson off to a, a great start as well. William Carlson. Uh, you go up and down the list. This Vegas team is getting a ton of contributions. They've scored 24 goals in six games. And uh, you've got uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 16 different players have scored for the Vegas Golden Knights so far this season. And that's that's a problem because not only you're getting the, the great play from those upper-level guys, but then when everybody else is contributing, it's like, who do you stop? Who do you pick to try to neutralize? It's just they, they've been, and I, I don't think it's facetious to say at all, they've been better this year than they were last year.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a bit of a surprise and probably frustration uh, for some other NHL teams in that West because we we talk about that Stanley Cup hangover. Uh, You know, Colorado was a little slow getting out of the gate last year. You know, Tampa, to an extent, even when they won their second of their back-to-back, you know, and I think a lot of people were like, okay, Vegas has played a lot of hockey. Let's, let's be patient with them and see, you know, kind of what they do as the season goes on. Maybe that's the case, but they're, they're doing the same things that they did in their playoffs last year. They haven't missed a beat. And, And as you mentioned, 16 players with goals so far this year, that just talks about the depth that they have, like the amount of the players they're able to roll out. I mean, how many people have heard the name Jonas Ronberg before? Uh, how many people have heard the name Braden Pascal or Kaden Korzak? Like these are players that have played like, you know, spot minutes and they're contributing goals. So, I mean, that's, that's the Vegas thing. And, and I think it's at the point, Seth, where – you have to kind of say okay this isn't just the goaltending or jack eichel um you know or or that top line you know kind of carrying this you have to look from vegas to top to bottom and say this is a system this is a team in which all four lines are scoring threat all four lines play you know some extent of pretty good two-way hockey and with that i mean vegas at least, you know, if, if you're just going on the first two weeks of the season, Vegas kind of jumps way back up in terms of Stanley Cup favorites again, even over some teams that we kind of projected maybe would have a little better of the year than them. Yeah.
0: And to the system, like, let's let's look at the special teams, too. I mean, they're in the top 10 in both power play and penalty kill percentage while being outside of the top 10 in terms of penalty minutes on the season. I think they're 12th in penalty minutes, but they're ninth in power play, ninth in penalty kill. And so you think about those teams where it's like, well, if we can just get it to a game in which we get some opportunities on the power play, we can exploit them. We're not going to win 5-on-5, so let's try to make this a special teams battle. No, they're going to win those two. And so it's a team that just at this point has no weaknesses. They're winning 53% of the draws in the face-off circle. How do you exploit any weaknesses on this Vegas team? There just is no area that they are not strong in. So how like, how do you attack them?
1: I, I don't know if you can. I, I mean, it's it's. Let's, let's preface this by saying it's a long season, Seth, and there's a lot of hockey that pops up. Maybe Vegas comes back down to earth a little bit. Maybe this is just sort of, you know, them getting off to a hot start. Uh, maybe we have to wait till the end of October, a couple weeks in November, to really see, like, what the story is going to be long term. Um, but as you mentioned, it's just, there, there's not a lot of weaknesses on this team to start the year. And if we're kind of looking back towards, you know, the end of last year into the Stanley cup finals, there weren't a lot of weaknesses then either. So I think we just, you know, kind of able to maybe look at Vegas, uh, you know, later in the season and if they're still kind of playing, you know, obviously they're not going to be undefeated. But if they're still, you know, sort of playing with this style of play, this much gusto, then all of a sudden, yeah, Vegas, I think, is your clear cut Stanley Cup final. But again, you know, you're your Stanley Cup favorite, I should say. Uh, but again, a lot of hockey left to play. But I, I do think Golden Knights fans should be excited about what their team looks like these first few weeks.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And perfect segue. A lot of hockey to play, so there's a lot of time for these next players that we're going to discuss for them to get on track. We're going to talk about slow starters as we finish today's episode of the Lockdown NHL podcast after this. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is incredibly easy to use. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. And for those who correctly predicted that the Minnesota Vikings would beat San Francisco last night, you definitely hit big. Hopefully you had player props on Jordan Addison, Kirk Cousins, TJ Hawkinson. Because uh, they all came up big against the 49ers. It is so easy to use FanDuel. All you do is set your lineup and hope that they cash you in. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to today's episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Again, we are your team every day. And we finish by discussing some players, Nick, that are off to a little bit of slow starts this season. So Mm -hmm. we can just alternate on this. And uh, I'll start with the guy that uh, we talked about a little bit earlier in needing to uh, step up to fill the void left by uh, Connor McDavid being out. That, of course, being Evander Kane, who has one point in five games. He's a minus six so far this season. And so... Evander Kane a guy that uh, that needs to get things going a little bit to uh, to help out the Oilers as they try to dig out of an early hole.
1: Yeah, especially without McDavid. That that's a guy who is definitely going to need uh to step up. Uh you know, for him he's he's sort of a I guess like a you know, side character. Uh, on the Oilers offense, but that's somebody that I think now that McDavid's out, he's going to be thrust into uh, a bigger role. To me, though, I, I look at somebody when I look at disappointments, and I go with somebody who's kind of supposed to be the big kahuna uh, on their team. You look at Jason Robertson, Seth, uh, you know, does have two assists, but no goals through the first four games of the season for him. A little bit of a slow start uh, for him in Dallas. A lot of people were coming in with high expectations. Uh, Of course, he was the first uh, Stars slash North Stars player to hit 100 points in the season. Big deal. Uh, A lot of people were expecting him to kind of up the ante a little bit for an encore this year. Uh, And, it's you know, not saying it's not going to happen, but a little bit uh, of a slow start for him. That's the person, maybe more so than Evander Kane, where it's like, if he can't, you know, kind of pick it up, or if he's a little bit off from where he was last year, that sort of just changes the entire perspective of where the Dallas Stars are, doesn't
0: it? It it 100% does, because he's the driver. They've got a ton of good complementary players, but it feels like if he's not clicking on all cylinders, that that just is not as dangerous of a Dallas team as we've seen over the last couple of seasons. So need to get a little bit more from Robo uh, to uh, get this season going. Another guy who just needs to kind of find it is uh, Nazem Kadri. He's got one point through the first six games of the season. He's also minus seven. And so for a Calgary team that's hoping to be able to get back into the postseason conversation this year, You got to have your top level guys being producing at a top level uh, in order to uh, to lead you there.
1: Yeah, it's certainly been disappointing. I think from from a Flames standpoint, Uh, people were kind of wondering, okay, this is year two with Calgary. Is Cadre going to get back to the Colorado Calgary or even like the Toronto or Cadre uh, a, a little bit? But that certainly hasn't happened that's another big one and there's just a lot of calgary flames struggling uh right now let's let's just kind of acknowledge that uh goaltending especially from dan vladar hasn't exactly uh been stellar although you know markstrom's a little better than he was last year so yay for that uh speaking of goaltending seth can we talk about connor hellebuck uh, Probably should. What's going on in Winnipeg there? Hellebuck, uh 878 save percentage, 45th in the entire NHL. Remember, this was a guy who a lot of people were considering, like, you know, game-changing goalie. This was his supposed to be his contract year before he re-signed. Uh, there's a lot of teams, you know, willing to maybe give him $8 million, $9 million if he hit the open market. Uh, a lot of teams were really kicking around on the trade, and he's got off to, you know, a rough start by his standards. Now, let's preface this by saying uh, the Winnipeg defense not giving him a lot of help right now. Uh, he's already faced 123 shots in the four games he's played. That's that's probably not going to do it from a defensive standpoint. But still, you do expect Halibut to you know, step up and kind of bail the Jets out of those types of games. Not something he's done so far. But again, as we have said many times on this episode, a lot of hockey left to be played. But I think it's fair to maybe be a little bit surprised with uh, how poor Hellebuck has played, at least to start the season.
0: Yeah, and as somebody who is currently watching a defense not be able to keep the puck away from the front of the net, uh, it makes a difference. And so even for a guy like Connor Hellebuck, if you just are allowing teams to have whatever they want in front of the net, it makes things tricky. So uh, hopefully Winnipeg will uh, get things figured out. On the flip side, the Seattle Kraken, 11 goals through six games. And Matty Beneers does not have any of them. He currently has one point in six games. And I know plus minus isn't a huge indicator of success, whatever, but he's a minus eight in six games. And so for a guy who kind of really broke out last year needs to uh, pick it up, as does that Seattle Kraken team in general.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned plus minus, not necessarily the best stat in, you know, telling the whole story. But uh, you look at, at some of the names and, you know, Beneers is a minus eight. Jaden Schwartz is a minus eight. Jared McCann, uh, you know, legendary goal scorer. Jared McCann is a minus six. And that that does tell you, you know, if it tells you nothing else, it does say, hey, at least these people are losing some 5v5 battles in which they are on the ice for more goals against than they are goals for. That either tells you that the two-way game's not there or they're simply not contributing uh, offensively. And, look, it, it's – what what's, what's my famous line? Uh, there's still a lot of hockey left to be played. Uh, but the Seattle Kraken is one team that absolutely needs uh, to do better.
0: Yeah, uh, there are plenty of teams that can use a little bit of a jolt. And so we'll see if they're able to pick one up here in the uh, near term. But uh, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of the Locked on NHL podcast. Again, we thank you for tuning in and making Locked on NHL your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the rest of the week from our great panel of hosts here at Locked on NHL. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.